Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth. I am Andy Last. I host the show. This is episode 118. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. This is the end of the summer series. I know you might be saying, but August isn't even over yet. And there's probably going to be another episode in August. But that is besides the point. Because I don't plan very well. (laughs) Uh, whatever. Anyways, uh, hope you guys have been enjoying the summer series. Today on the show is Corey Valentine, who have just outed themselves as being a completely digital band. So this will be an interesting chat. Um, but they've uh, made lots of tracks over the years that I have dug, and so it was good to talk to them. And what else? Oh, and today we're also going to debut FM84's new song. Although it's really only a debut if you're listening to the Thursday Night Show. By the time this goes out on Monday, you will have already heard it and been able to grab it from FM84 himself. He'll just be handing it out on the street. Anyways, let's listen to a track. This is Invisible City with a cool track called Core.
And that was Core by Invisible City. Go check that out. That is a cool song. It's always so weird to say go check that out when I just played it to you. But, uh, you know. Hey man, it's all good. We're gonna be keeping it 80s with Mark O'Merrick in just a bit. We'll debut FM84's track, and what else did I have to say? Okay, so, next week, there will not be a Beyond Synth podcast, but there will be something else. And I will let you guys know what that is going to be shortly. It's the show. I... <laughs> So we have uh, episode one of Beyond Synth finished. I just have to preview it again and make sure everything uh, looks okay. And then we're going to put it on YouTube. And that will be episode one of... Is there a drum roll? <laughs> uh, it's called The Real Beyond Synth. All right? Uh, that's what the show is going to be called. It is a, an homage to my favorite cartoon, The Real Ghostbusters. And that is what the show is going to be. And I hope you guys like it. So that is going to be next week in place of the show. And if we can get this thing going on a regular schedule of doing an episode of The Real Beyond Synth once a month, then that's probably what the schedule will be. It'll be three Beyond Synths and then a Real Beyond Synth. Yeah, I think that makes sense. We'll see, though. It depends. If there's no Real Beyond Synth that month, then, you know, we'll just... Do regular old podcast. Boring old podcast. Uh, if you know what I mean. All right. This was a neat song. I've been listening to sort of kind of more velo... Uh, velo. <laughs> Mellow vibes uh, the past few days. And this was a track that I thought was cool. This is by Light Frequency off the Skyline Splitter album. And this track is called Pink Shades.
And that was Pink Shades by Light Frequency off the Skyline Splitter album. And that's a cool one. So, what should we do first? Should we go talk to Marco? Should we do the Patreon? How about we go and talk to Marco... And then we'll uh, debut from... Fuck me. (laughs) Ah, I can't talk today. Uh, Let's uh, go keep it 80s with Marco Merrick. Traveled all over the world for you. Lou will love that. We'll get back to the 50s, mate. Who the hell is Lou? Anyways, let's... <laughs> <Who> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. All right, uh, let's keep it... No, we're keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick today on this lovely day. How are you, Marco? I'm pretty good, Andy. How's yourself, mate? Myself is all right. Uh, yeah, I'm just a little tired. Yeah, we're recording this very soon before the episode actually airs, so it's nice and fresh. And there goes my fridge. One, <laughs> 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 One of these days we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be on top of it and get it done early. Um, I think it was definitely my fault this week. I was away for the weekend with work and I didn't let anybody know. So I worried a few people. But uh, <clears throat> I, it's, uh, the place I go to, it's like in the forest. My friend's got a property down there and... Um, He's building a shed and he's had some people come through and he doesn't live down there. It's just like a, a holiday kind of property. But there isn't much down there, but he's uh, he's got a lot of toys and stuff like bikes and uh, he's got a quad bike, uh, you know, generator, shit like that. Um, they had some people come through and uh, some looters and steal some stuff. So he was pretty keen to pour some concrete and get the walls done so we could lock it up. Anyway, it's a nice escape down there, but there's no internet or anything. It's literally in the middle of nowhere, and it's right in the forest. It's it's really quite beautiful. It's just hard work, mate. I'm concreting is the worst. I would hate to, uh, I'd hate to do that for a living, to be honest. It's uh, it's really nasty, especially as you get older. I'm an old man, Andy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in my early 20s, it would have been fine, but uh, as you get older, it's like, fuck that. Hey, man, but you still got uh, brown hair. Mm, I got a few gray hairs, not as much as you, Andy, but uh, I got a few. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that nice sort of Australian weather, right? You get to relax. There's no less stress. Although, I think I would have a lot of stress mm-hmm. regarding the crazy spiders and things. Yeah, yeah. There is. Honestly, I think there's more spiders in uh, your your neck of the woods, mate. I mean, I haven't been to Canada, but I know North North America, uh, like the northern part of the US, there's a lot of bugs and insects. I was there uh, not this summer, but last summer, and I was really, well, what's the word, gobsmacked at uh, just how much insects... Bugs, all sorts of shit that was around. It was it kind of freaked me out, Andy. Uh, we do have a lot of, um, like, mosquitoes and different kinds of flies and shit. Well, wherever there's insects, there's spiders, mate. Yeah, but they're just not that big. I know you probably don't see those giant spiders on a regular basis, and that's like a Australian cliche. Mm. But, um, man, whenever I see any of those... Facebook posts where it's like, hey, a family found a giant spider in their toilet. And it's just like, holy fuck. And the thing's like a goddamn face hugger. And it's like, oh my God. Like, if I saw one of those, how do you even, can you 
even crush those? I've never seen a huntsman that big. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's like got to be some world record or something. I, I, I've seen that. I mean, I've seen a couple of those posts now with a, with a ridiculously large huntsman and. Uh, they are pretty freaky. Um, on one hand, it's kind of cool because I'm like, yeah, look at this shit, you know, like, and everybody, I just love how scared everybody is. But then on the other hand, it's like everybody just, as soon as they see one picture like that, they think like there's just, there's just like thousands of them roaming Australia and it's so unsafe, which obviously isn't true. I mean, I haven't seen a huntsman in fuck, maybe 20 years or something. How would you even, see, because, you know, when bugs are small, I, like, I'm just... I'm just thinking of the actual act of, like, killing one, because mm-hmm. I actually don't usually kill spiders. I'm one of those people who I'll catch them and sort of throw them outside. For, I don't know why. Uh, there's other oh, things I will kill. Sweet. Well, that's I like kill. Kelsey. She does that, too. I kill everything else, though, man. Like, anything else, fucking ants. Mm-hmm. Centipedes are so gross that they gotta die. Like, I mean, I don't have any sympathy for the centipede. <laughs> but spiders, for some reason, I, I do. And I'm, I, I've never known why, really. Like, I don't know what the difference is, but... If I saw one that was, like, the size of my hand, I think instinctively I would have to kill it. But I I don't know how I would, because that would be like beating a mouse to death. Like, Mm. at that point, their size, they must be, like, furry, like, little mammals or whatever. Like, could you... Yeah. Do they have the same consistency as a tiny spider to be able to just squish them? Or would it actually be, like, trying to stomp on a mouse or something? Like, that would be horrifying. This is a terrible conversation. (laughs) I know, that's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's where my feminine side comes out. I'd be calling animal welfare or something. I ain't dealing with that shit. Yeah, it's I like guess an maybe emergency. I, I just it would be so frightening that I feel like I would have to be destroyed. Like I don't know if I could put on the empathy hat and be like, "Well, it's a it's a creature. It deserves." Like, I would just be like, "No, this spider needs to not be here." Like, because if a face hugger was in your house, mm-hmm. like if you saw a face hugger, I would. Well, I would leave the house. But I mean, <laughs> like, I would just get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I would just leave the country, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I, don't know. Like, I think there would just be an instinct of just, like, this thing's got to be dead. Like, there's no way. Mm. But that's a face hugger. That's different because those things are deadly. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. You can't compare a huntsman or a face hugger. Jesus Christ. They're kind of a little <laughs> bit different. Jeez. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, this is a pretty uh, pretty dark conversation. Yeah, I don't like of, it. Guess. Okay, let's. Um, how about this? Let's listen to some music and then we'll uh, we'll we'll switch gears. Even I don't like what I'm saying today. Talk some more about little critters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to tell you about my my biggest fear. Anyway, all right. So we'll play a song. Um, I've got a uh, so- something different here, Andy. This this track's a little bit more modern. It's from an artist called Voyager Twelve. He's got a new album out called Pictures, uh, which is available at voyager12.bandcamp.com. It definitely has some retro elements with a beautiful guitar through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the track I've picked uh, is Together. All right. Well, this is Voyager 12 with the track Together.
And that was Together by Voyager 12, Marco's first pick of the week. That's a cool song. I, you know, I was uh, I got an email from uh, listener Nathan Winter. Oh, Nathan Winter. Uh, he says, in regards to this segment, you know, when Marco's on the show, I love how every time you and Marco talk, you end up talking about things from the 90s, <laughs> uh, like uh, SNES, TurboGrafx-16, Mortal Kombat, etc. Although I guess TurboGrafx-16 could be considered 80s because it came out in August of 89. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, uh, he says, here are some topics you could talk about in future episodes. So I figure, hell, if people want to help me out and tell me what to say, I'll fucking do it. So... All right. He was asking, uh, what kind of toys did you have as a kid? He says he has some He-Man and Mask and G.I. Joe and Constructs and Nerf Guns and Super Soakers and Mad Balls and board games. Mm. Ooh, Fireball Island. I remember that one. Crossfire. Anyway, so he's asking, uh, you know, what what kind of toys uh, we played with. Well, I, I guess we're always a gaming family. So, uh, as toy wise, most of the like money that my parents spent on getting us toys were towards games. But there were still board games and stuff. I mean, I liked, uh, you know, I guess I like games like Scrabble, Monopoly. Everybody liked that. But then I was more into. Um, I really like Hero Quest. You remember Hero Quest? Vaguely. Was it was it like a like a, a Dungeons and Dragons kind of board game kind of thing? Yes, it was. Pretty cool. Like uh, one person was like the dungeon master. You know, you get to control all the bad guys, and then you had the heroes. And I, I really like that stuff. I guess that's that was my early days. Uh, you know, with RPGs or whatever dungeon crawler type games, which obviously I'm a big fan of and have been um, all my life. You know, mm-hmm. um, but then also the other one was a uh, nightmare. You remember not the nightmare board game where it had the it was like a video, uh, dude, you put the video cassette in, and okay, there is. I do remember that. <laughs> there was a Star Trek one. Oh. I think someone g- bought it for me, and I don't know why, because I was never really big into Star Trek as a kid. Ooh, but someone got that. me this. It was a Star Trek VHS game, and the end of it is amazing. So I never even played it properly. Like I think I just watched the tape, because mm. I didn't care. And at the end, it's basically the whole tape is like a Klingon in his spaceship talking to you. Mm-hmm. And so he'd, he would always pop up every few minutes and be like, you'd better move three spaces or whatever. Um, cool. At the end of the game, he dies and his ship blows up. And that part is <sighs> awesome because it's so cheap. He's looking up at the camera and sort of wiggling in the chair as if the ship is like spinning. But it's just clearly him just kind of like gyrating around going like, ah! (laughs) And it was so awesome. And I remember it was the funniest thing. Like even as a kid, I would fucking laugh my ass off at those fucking... uh, Dodgy special effects. Yes, yeah, man. It was just, it was so fucking funny. It was... Anyway, but that that's all I'm... I don't even remember what it was called. When was the, when did that come out? Was that 80s or was that 90s? Because it was it's 90s, 90s, I think... Yeah, this is 90s. So it's, it's next gen. It's around next gen era then, obviously. It was... Um, yeah, uh, hold on. Here's Star Trek. I mean, if I can find... I think when was next gen started in 89, I think it was. Uh, let me just have a look. Or was it 90? Hang on. <laughs> we were doing some research. We're the worst. There were like a bunch of secretaries. <laughs> I know, I know. We need to. We've talked about this before. You know how you see the podcasts and all that, and, you, and and like all the good ones, they've got like the main guy that talks, and they've got the the guy in the background who does all the uh, the research as he's as he's talking. <laughs> It'd be great to have that guy, you know, behind the scenes guy. Oh yeah, for sure, man. But then I'd have to like pay them. It's called Star Trek: The Next Generation Interactive Video Board Game, a Klingon Challenge. 
It's yeah. It's just it's it's basically like a Klingon like taunting you the whole time. He's on like a spaceship. <laughs> damn Klingons. The end of it is so good. It's so damn good. But on the subject of toys, I guess um, I did have toys. Uh, my dad <laughs> wasn't. Uh, That's good. He didn't uh, like violent toys, so I didn't have guns or anything. Really? Yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to play with guns, so I would just go to my friend's house. What about water pistols? I had heaps of water pistols. Yeah, we didn't really have guns. Like, that wasn't a oh, thing. God, it was... I, I had Transformers. Um, I remember I would get people's, like, second-hand toys. So, like, he would never go and get me, like, G.I. Joes. But if someone, like, here's a bag of my, you know, son's old G.I. Joes or whatever, like, God, that, <laughs> that would be fine. But just he wouldn't buy them. <laughs> Ghostbusters. I used to love Ghostbusters. I had Ghostbuster toys. Cool. Transformers. I used to love uh, Soundwave. Transformers are too expensive. That's that was always my problem. I was always I could buy heaps of other toys or one Transformer. We never had a lot. It was like we had Soundwave and someone else, and then I think a few Rock Lords. Do you remember Rock Lords? No, what's a Rock Lord? Rock Lords were Transformer ripoffs. They they were rocks that were. Were they robots or were they just monsters that tr- <laughs> they they transformed into rocks essentially. So there was like there was one called Gold Nugget, and he was just a gold nugget, and then he would transform into a fucking. And that's the one I think we had that one. It was just a gold nugget. Were Rock Lords <laughs> robots or were they monsters that they? It's so now that I think about it, they literally turned into rocks. <laughs> like that was their. You know how Transformers turned into a car? A Rock Lord would transform into a stone. Yeah, that's kind of lame. A rock. I'm looking at it now. I've just bought it up. Yeah, that's pretty random, man. They kind of look... Um, no offense, they kind of look shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't design the toys. I just remember that they were... Um, <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> that it was... Uh, <laughs> you're insulting my heritage. The Yeah, it was like around that time with GoBots and all these other things that were like Transformer-like. And I think they were just finding any excuse to like have robots turn into stuff. And so Rock Lords was there. Transformers, um, Ghostbusters, like I said, and I remember just a few specific Ghostbuster toys. There's these ones that like you, they're kind of weird goblin things, and you'd like put them underwater to like, and they'd suck water up, and they'd like squirt water out of their nose and stuff. That was Ghostbusters. Beetlejuice toys. Actually, you know what? I think I do remember those fucking rock. I think I remember the Rock Lords. Anyway, sorry, Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice. I was huge into as a kid, so I I, I had the toys and the car. Mm-hmm. Batman. Uh, when Batman Returns came out, I bought a lot of the Batman Returns toys. Mm-hmm. Then I that was pretty much the last Terminator Two. I had a lot of Terminator Two toys and Batman Returns. And I think Batman Returns was the end of me playing with toys. So that would be grade six. I mean, I think even then it was like I was co- I was collecting them, but I wasn't really playing that much with them because at that point I was sort of like done with toys. So that was the end. So there was nothing past Batman Returns, save a few uh, figurines of like, I think when the first Spider-Man movie came out, I got like a Spider-Man character mm-hmm. just to have, but it wasn't like a toy at that point because I was an adult. So it was more just to have a Spider-Man sitting on the shelf. It's a good question. This is a bit of a flashback to my past. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, we had heaps of water pistols. I used to love um, Rambo and Commando. I used to have my water pistols, and I remember I used to just like 
like super soakers and shit like that running around the house pretending I was like shooting all these people like I was in commando or something and yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, it was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but um, and and what was some of the other things? I was I like I went through a really big yo-yo phase. Uh, I loved um, I loved them, and also marbles. We used to play what? <laughs> Just to- <laughs> what's so funny? I wasn't expecting that sentence. That's all. And uh, and marbles as well. We used to play marbles a lot. I went through probably around. I know, probably when I was around eight till eleven, maybe I was pretty big on the marbles. So. <laughs> Do you guys? Did you guys play marbles up there much? I mean, is it? We had marbles, but I never played the game of marbles. There was a lot of different ones. Yeah, I would just have a sack of marbles, and I would just like hold them. You just hold them? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what to do with them. Like, I never knew there was like a game. Well, you don't want to spill your marbles, that's for sure. Uh, you just <laughs> fucking throw them at stuff. That's all I remember doing. And then I would have like, I would have jacks, but I wouldn't. I never knew the game of jacks either. So it was just sort of like I would just have them there, and not sure what that is. Jax, it's like this little fucking metal... I have no way of explaining this with words. Uh-huh. The <laughs> How do you explain a fucking jack? It's like a... What's a what do you mean a jack? The, the fucking... It, it's like a little metal thing. It, I, I'm having difficulty ex- using my words to explain the shape of it. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Wow, I've just found a fucking flaw in my language. I got what, like Jack from Tekken? Or no, something? it's like it's like a little metal <laughs> thing that you kind of like roll on the floor, like a metal X, and then each end of the X has sort of a little circle on the end of it. And then imagine that there's like another X inside. How would it fucking explain a Jack? Let's listen to a song. <laughs> I see it. Uh, anyway, um, okay. So you okay, see so a picture of a Jack play? right uh, now. Yeah, it's random. It's, it's how would you explain that in words? It's almost like some kind of weird anchor. No, it's not though. I don't know what the fuck that is. Man. <laughs> I've never seen it in my life. What the hell is that? All right, let's. Uh, here's a challenge for the listeners of Beyond Synth. Tell me how you would, in words, explain a jack physically. <laughs> Anyways, okay, play me a song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other week, an awesome album from Morgan Willis came out. Perhaps one of the best synthwave albums this year, I think. I think it's one of the front runners. Uh, it's really good stuff. Um, it is called Sophie Teenage Dream, and it's available at morganwillisofficial.bandcamp.com. Uh, the track I'm going to play off it is a dedication to Jazzy Mascat. Uh, it's called In Love With You. It's pretty fitting because I'm still in love with you. So... <coughs> <laughs> It's kind of cheesy, isn't it? Well, it's true. Sorry. Anyway. All right, cool. So this is uh, Morgan Willis, or as I like to call him, Morgan Willie, because he's French. And this track is called In Love With You.
And that was In Love With You by Morgan Willis, a.k.a. Morgan Willie. And that was Marco's <laughs> second pick of the week and a dedication to his fiance Jazzy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Glad you're happy. <laughs> I'll be happier when we're finally together. I can tell you that. Anyway, you know, I just wanted to say, like, is it... I don't know if you get this, but, like... From either movies or video games, you need know, to get like really random lines, you know, like like dialogue. I mean, mm. and it just sticks with you forever for some reason. Yeah, like I've got like ter- the original Terminator. You know, nice night for a walk. Hey, like I, that mm. always. Any, any time anyone says it's a nice night, that just automatically runs through my head. The other one, this is really random, but the other one, I just it, it just pops in my head at the most random times. It's uh, some dialogue from the original uh, Metal Gear Solid game, which uh, you played that right on the play. PlayStation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. What a great game, right? Uh, yes. Anyway, so it's been a while, but uh, it's still in my head. I don't know why. Uh, there's, there's right near the start. There's an interesting scene where they're introducing some of the characters, and uh, Vulcan Raven turns up. He comes down the elevator, and they're talking about him, and, they, and he says, "Vulcan Raven, giant and shaman." It's yeah. just, <laughs> me and my friends just used to laugh. It was just such a random thing to... Anyway. For me, Metal Gear... Yeah. Uh, my Metal Gear line that is always stuck in my head is, is Grey Fox. And, uh, hurt me more! I don't know why. That's always... That's his one line. It's like when you're beating him up in that office, and he just keeps wanting you to hurt him. And yeah. uh, just, yeah. hurt me more! <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, my my one buddy and I we just always quote Scarface and we just find any excuse to and it was so funny because I was talking to him the other day and he had an experience where he was mad that I wasn't there because mm-hmm. he's out to dinner with his girlfriend and they came up with finger bowls <laughs> and so he washed his hands in the finger bowl and then he's just like I'm gonna talk to the waiter personally and then he does like the thumbs up like Omar does <laughs> Classic, yeah. And he was so mad that it was just like, because no one got it or whatever. And he's just like, why the fuck isn't Andy here? Because like... No, I would have got it straight away, yeah. We might be the only people in the world who quote Omar. Oh, I know every line to that movie. I quote Omar all the time. <laughs> when people like a movie or when it gets in pulp culture, but then everyone quotes the same line. So like with Scarface, it's always say hello to my little friend mm. or things like that. Whereas I quote all like these these side characters because because they're always fucking hilarious to me. So like Omar, there's so many things where I'll be in a situation where if if all of a sudden my mouth is about to say a sentence that he said, I'll do it in his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, that's a big commitment. Like you know, and he's like just all these things that just the second they come up, uh, fucking. But yeah, just where I go back and see Frank, and I will talk to him. Personally, and he does the thumbs up, and he takes. His <laughs> you hand do it really well, board. actually. That's that's really good impersonation. <laughs> and five grand. Anytime I have an excuse to do like you do that, you got five grand, and he does the thing <laughs> with his hand. The other one is uh, Total Recall. Anytime someone tells me they have a time frame and it's two weeks, I will instantly do the two weeks. You know, when the, mm-hmm. like, the lady's their head starts fucking fucking up when Arnold is the, the fat lady mask on. Yep. And then she gets stuck on the word two weeks. And it's like, two weeks. Two <laughs> weeks. And I have a lot of people say that to me, actually. It's amazing. That one's really common. Like, I've said it, um, obviously, because I've got a lot of friends in the synthwave scene. But uh, I'll mm-hmm. say something like, oh, how long uh, till you're over here? Or how long you're on holiday? Two weeks. And everyone's always send me a yeah. gift from. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you the only movie. Two weeks. <laughs> it's so memorable. Memorable. But yeah, I always have those all the time, and I will always go into 
the character's voice if that situation arises and no one ever gets it because it's always like fucking side characters like i love Mm. speaking in movie quotes though but it has to be obscure because then you know the person you're talking to is like a true fan that's right that's right so like if i like bust out a quote or don't ever underestimate the other guy's greed you know like if you say something (laughs) like that and the dude knows what you're talking about so rule number two isn't it or is that three i can't remember no well it's like because you know something that other people don't right it's kind of cool because you're like if somebody else gets that nobody else does like "Ah, yeah like you know i I guess it's like (laughs) i guess it's like the, the appeal of the secret handshake Yes. Uh, you know, it's a, that's my secret handshake with people. And, oh, that's a big commitment, Sosa. <laughs> Once you try shoving your head up your ass, <laughs> see, see if it fits. <laughs> Silly conversation we're having today. There you go. That's kind of 80s, isn't it? There. See, we've, we've been a bit more 80s this. Yeah, well, I guess that is 80s, yeah. We should do a thing where it's just like a four-week series of just talking about uh, like half-hour chunks of Scarface. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. I'd love that. I, I've got no problem with that. Once once we completely run out of things to talk about on this segment, then we'll just do a, you know, to th- this week we're tackling the first 30 minutes of Scarface, then we'll just go half an hour by half an hour. <laughs> but yeah, so basically the bottom line with the toys is... Uh, we did we did play with some toys. Maybe I'll I'll go into more detail like in a, in another show about like my favorites. I pretty much just said which ones I had, but um, uh, most of them were made by Kenner. Kenner. That's what I noticed too. As all the toys I owned, they were all Kenner, and Kenner never made like the girls unless they had to if it was like a cartoon or something that had like female characters it would have to be like a super main character or else they wouldn't do it you know like so if mm-hmm. it's ninja turtles they would make like one april o'neill if it was fucking batman they had to make catwoman but it was like her legs moved weird it was like it was a very strange design and then Terminator, I don't think they never even... They never did a Sarah O'Connor. Didn't they? They made a whole bunch of basically... That's so sexist. It was weird because it was like, she's like a main character. And they just they never did it, but they made like 10 different versions of Arnold where it's like, well, this one, his chest falls off and there's a gun inside. And then this one is, you can switch his arms. Like, they would make all sorts of variations of of the Arnold character, but then not even make, like, a Sarah Connor character. So I always found that interesting, and that, that seemed to be, like, a thing Kenner would do. Like, Generation 1 would always be the toys that were just based on the cartoon. So it's like, here's a normal Ghostbuster, here's a normal Ninja Turtle. And then Phase 2 would be, oh, it's a sawblade Batman. He's got a sawblade on his back, and he swims underwater, and he's got camouflage paint or whatever. Like, they would just come up with these nonsense... Uh, variations mm-hmm. and even as a kid I was just like what is this like who the f- like there's only one Batman in the movie Batman Returns and he's got the black outfit like he never wore fucking sonar Batman with a fucking <laughs> fluorescent orange outfit and like a satellite strapped to his back I mean like that never happened <laughs> anyway that's all I gotta say about that <laughs> <laughs> bloody Kenner uh, Kenner was huge like Kenner was the toys like they pretty much they made a shitload of toys. They had the big franchises. And they followed the same formula with the with every one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, we're having a nice catch up today. But anyways, listen, we should probably wrap this up. Uh let's end uh with a track. What uh Gimme what All you right. got. Here's another cool one that I like. 
<laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we're really on. Uh, we're really good this week. Um, hey, man, that's as good as I do. So Takahashi Jones has a track out, which I really like. It's called Cream of the Crop. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this one yet, Andy. Well, we're going to listen to it right now. This is exciting. Mm, give it a spin. Well, fucking do it then. This is uh, this is Takahashi Jones with the track Cream of the Crop.
And that was Cream of the Crop by Takahashi Jones. Marco's third and final pick of the week. And we got to go because this is we've been talking for a long time. Oh, I'm still here? Okay, cool. This is great. I'm still here, guys. Hey, hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was gone, but uh, no, it's good. Well, well, you're gone now. You sure you don't want to talk a bit more? <laughs> no, 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 you're done. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun, Andy. Uh, it's been actually good. I've been reliving some of my uh, childhood toys. So, uh, yeah, great question there, uh, Nathan. It was Nathan, wasn't it? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, good on you, Nathan. And we'll fucking uh, maybe we'll I'll give it some more thought too. You too, yeah. too, because maybe you're, something will trigger in your head, and you'll remember. Like, mm. I went to my buddy's house and we played with something Barbie dolls. No, I mean, uh, all yeah. right, thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone. I'll see you again next week. <laughs> all right, cheers, buddy. All right, see ya. And that was Marco Merrick. He's a cool guy. I always like talking to Marco. He's a lot of fun. Uh, Remember, you can check out all the artist links on the SoundCloud page. SoundCloud is still here for right now. So if you click on the More Info button on the episode, there will be all the artist links for you to check out the artists featured on the show and go support their music. That's soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth, I think. And of course, if you want your music to be featured on the show, you can send it to me at beyondsynth at gmail.com. B-E-Y-O-N-D-S-Y-N-T-H dot com. And don't forget to check out uh, some cool websites, man. You know, there's downtojam.com. If you're looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band... Go check out downtojam.com. It's like a social networking site for musicians. D-O-W-N-T-O-J-A-M dot com. And then, of course, if you're looking for some cool shirts, which I know you are, go check out piccolojoe.com. Piccolojoe. Fun designs, fun shirts for you to wear. Piccolojoe.com. And um, that's all I have to say about that. You want to listen to some FM84? You know I love FM84, favorite album of last year. And he's got a new single out featuring Ollie Ride. And this track is called Never Stop by FM84.
And that was FM 84 with the new single Never Stop featuring Ollie Ride. And of course, that's a good song because FM 84 is good. That's a bumping track. That's what I told him when he sent it to me. He said, hey, you want to check out this new song? And I said, yes, I do. And then a week later, he's like, hey, you want to still check out that song? And I said, yes, send it to me. <laughs> and then I listened to it and I said, it's bumping, man. And then he said, thanks. Anyway, this is dumb. All right, let's uh, go to the Patreon. So if you want to support Beyond Synth and also support uh, the YouTube channel as well, The Real Beyond Synth, you can donate to the Beyond Synth Patreon. That's patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And I will thank you on the show, my lovely Pattersons. So let's go and thank my lovely donators. Donators! There is my lovely $5 donors. There's Kai, Joe, and Lando. Oh, and my second part is up, uh, the Ozone Late Night. So if you want to hear part two of my chat with Joe, you can check that out at the Ozone Late Night podcast. And uh, the second part of my interview is up with him. Jesus, even I haven't heard it. I don't even remember what I said. I feel like we talked about politics. That's never good. Uh, No, but we had a fun time. Uh, The first episode, we were talking about toys, which actually we talked about on this show, too. But I think I actually went more into detail on Joe's show. I think when I was talking to Marco, the intention was to go deeper on that toys segment, and then we really just kind of made a list of toys we played with, but we didn't really talk too much about them. Anyways, that's Joe and Lando. And of course, Roman and Bobby B. Then there's John Eternal, Dougie Fresh, Lame Robot, Mono Memory, Florence Bullock, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, Valingo, New Gat Ninja, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Ross Pantland, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, let's start that again, Rawl Pud, Grant Bouvier, Barons of Santa Carla, Seattle Synth, Starlight Fisher, Timothy Pierce, Corey Valentine, what a coincidence, they're on the show today, Orlando Rodriguez, Neef, Marco Cranendonk, Martin Larby, Till Wild, Facehugger, the X is silent, and new $5 donor, Brad Neiman. Is it Neiman or Nyman? N-I-E-M-A-N. It could be Nyman. All right, Brad, let me know how to pronounce your name, dude. Is it Neiman? Is it Nyman? You let me know. But thank you very much for your support of the show, Brad. You're a cool guy. I see your little thumbnail image as a guy with a hat and a beard drinking something from a can. The thumbnail is very small. And then there's Ethan Hennings. And now it's time for the donation of the beast. This is the donation of the beast. 
These are all my lovely Pattersons who donate 666. There's Josh Conklin, aka Rings. He makes music. And then there's Hellroy, Lucas Ceballos, Blake Peterson, Carm, Unholy Rat King, Straylight, and Lonnie Taylor. And rounding out the evil is Max Hutchings with 667. And now, my lovely $10 Pattersons, there's Jake Last, Trevor Resnick, Colin Bennett, Fraser Davidson, Victor Garza, Ezra Van Dam, Winfield, Will Lowe, Polly Digital, Joshua Everson, and then there's fucking Slunks! Slunks. And then there's Greg Smith, Ashley Keegan, Tim Walmsley, Mike Shima, Shabugan, Playmaker Media. I still haven't heard back from Murat Ogute. <laughs> Gotta tell me how to say your name, dude. Murat Ogute. And with the donation of the 1111, it's Chris Salayalane. And 2288, it's the Jacob Wick. Followed by the awesome 25, Chris Dance. And the awesome 25, Gregorio Franco. And the guy who's been sponsoring the entire summer series of Beyond Synth, it's Retro Revolution. Go check out Retro Revolution on YouTube. You've heard me say it for a few weeks, but he's doing cool stuff on his uh, YouTube channel, Retro Revolution, where he takes old uh, video game consoles and rewires them and makes cool things. I think his last video, he was uh, wiring in uh, an HD port on an original N64, and I think also a de-blur filter or something. I don't know. I watched the damn video, but it's uh, it's intense wiring stuff, and I look at it in awe, going like, what the fuck is going on? It's a lot of soldering and things like that, and uh, painting and stuff, but it's cool, man. It's a really cool channel, so check it out. Retro Revolution on YouTube, and check out Retro Faith Games on Twitter, at Retro Faith... Is it Retro Faith Games? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens if you sponsor the show, guys. I won't even remember what the fuck your website is. Uh, anyway, that's Retro Revolution. And that is the Patreon for this week. So let's listen to another track. This track is cool, man. Again, it's sort of hypnotic in a way. And when I first started listening to it, I was just sucked into this track. And I really dig the melody. It's by Galaxy Frog. And this track is called Back in 85. <laughs>
And that was Back in 85 by Galaxy Frog. A uh, really cool song. I just dig the vibe of that one and uh, hope you did too. And now let's, uh, let's go to my conversation with Corey Valentine. All right, and I'm here with Corey Valentine. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing all right. So who am I talking to? Got Chet Hart Jr. here. And we got Kelly Garcia. So explain to me then, Corey Valentine now is, what's what's your tagline here is the first digital, you tell me. Yeah, well, we're a sentient digital virtual band. So basically we're... We're a real band, we're alive, we're sentient, but we're computerized and we're fully digital. And we released a few tracks earlier, um, last couple of years, you may have heard, but now we're fully coming out to reveal ourselves as as the digital beings we are. So is that, like, painful? Like, what what realm exactly do these people exist in? That's you. (laughs) No, we live um, fully online lives. We previously were um, living a computer life. Off, off the grid from the 80s at the end of the 80s where we were created we snuck off into the internet the world wide web at the start of the 90s and hid out there so not painful just lonely how, how does a computer program live off the grid exactly how do you get who plugs you someone had to plug you in someone in the real world had to plug it in yeah well originally um, our creator Chester Hartfield um, he created us but then we were kept under a, an evil record label called Live Records. So it wasn't until the end of the 80s that we were actually plugged in a Cat5 cable into the back of our server and we were set free. So where was this server exactly? Uh, this is in, in the UK, in London, where we were based, beaming off into around the world. So this guy creates an AI program, puts it on a hard drive somewhere, and then that hard drive just sits in a room for a bunch of years? No, it, actually, we um, we were recording music for a long time between the years 1985 and 1989, but a lot of it wasn't released. We were pretty popular in certain parts of the UK for a little bit, but most of that stuff's kind of been forgotten now. So we were put on ice for a little bit, as you say, and yeah, it wasn't until, wasn't until now technology kind of meant we could interface with the world again. Right, but if you were off the grid, do you remember, like, were you aware of what had gone on in those interim years that you were off the grid, or do you have to, like, relearn everything? Yeah, it's a little bit spotty, if I'm honest with you. We're kind of new. We know a few things, we know a few big things, but we're trying to work out what uh, what gangster rap was and grunge. We're a little bit unaware. So if you can help us out with that, Andy. Yeah, you don't need to worry about that stuff. So what what are the big things you do know about we can start there. Well, we obviously know Michael Jackson from back when we were around, so we assume he's still going, and uh, Prince. and So anything that was kind of around in the 80s and still around now, we, we're, yeah. we're clued up on. Well, it's fair to say that both he and Prince are offline. Oh. Yeah, 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 they died. But, uh, you know, if you got the memories of Michael Jackson from the 80s in your head, you just keep those as pristine, lovely memories, because he... Uh, over the course of several years, slowly turned into a sort of bizarre-looking white female skeleton before he uh, was uh, put under the knife and uh, given some crazy drugs and died. Yeah, it's a real sad story. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's some other dark <laughs> stuff that involves him, too, we don't have to get into. The point is... We'll keep it light. Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't know, did he go under surgery or did the guy just give him drugs? Hmm. I don't know, you tell me, Andy. Is there any way you can, like, hack into Wikipedia? Do you hack into things? Is there hacking involved? Uh, it's not so much hacking, it's just kind of wireless interfacing. Oh, oh, okay, I'm having a 
having a look at this now <laughs> I, I might it's some funny stuff you <laughs> put that away till later Andy and yes of course have a look at that when I'm ready to sob in a dark neon corner yeah well that's what happens man well listen we're gonna uh, we're gonna listen to some Corey Valentine music because you guys have been making some tracks for a while there that I've dug. Uh, there's some fun tracks, Thank you. and uh, we're just gonna go over some of them. They're not gonna be in any order. They're gonna be in the order that they are in my playlist. So uh, and then we can talk about them and stuff. Sounds great. Yeah, man. But this is a fun track. This one's called "Rewrite My Life" by Corey Valentine. <laughs> And that was Rewrite My Life by Corey Valentine. And I'm here with Corey Valentine right now. Some digital beings. Hello. Uh, Chet, and what, what, what's your name again? I keep forgetting. Kelly. Kelly, I've a, sorry. I've been a bit vacant in the conversation. Yeah, that's right. How are you today, Kelly? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. So what is Kelly's function in Corey Valentine? Has it always been the same core members? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been us four since our inception. Yeah, we've, we've known each other for over 30 years now. Have you seen the movie Inception? No. no. <laughs> 
Oh, there's a lot of stuff you're you're We've bringing up that we lot. need to catch up on. Pretty much, it's just about these dudes who like fight in a hallway, and the hallway sort of rotates around. That's a pretty neat scene, and that's that's all that matters. That kind of sounds like our life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they called it Inception. They could have called it uh, Tumbling Hallway, the film. I probably would have watched it. But <laughs> the, the bottom line is that we're all having a great day here. Kelly, tell me your function in Corey Valentine. I interrupted you. No, don't. I am the bass player and I'm also the singer. So you'll have heard on some of the tracks a little female line and that's my that's my voice. But there's another vocalist too, right? There's the dude. So uh, where's the where's the dude? Yeah, that's Corey. Um, he's actually out of action at the moment, um, being defragged as we speak. Um, him and him and our drummer. Um, Omar went on a little a little jaunt um, the wrong side of the dark web and picked up a nasty virus so mm. you're talking yeah. before about being offline uh, wasn't painful but I must imagine if your digital program being defragged is painful yeah it's a little bit yeah. it's a little bit it's uncomfortable should we, should we call it that yeah <laughs> I, I can tell you man in real life when the few times I've been defragged it wasn't pleasant that's a euphemism <laughs> so man speaking of uh, the tunes then so w- uh, when did you start uh, making music and why well, we originally started making music in 1985 because we were programmed to do that. You know, so that's why our music's kind of the sound of that time. That's what was coded into us. But now we're back and we're on our own. Um, we've really got into the synthwave scene as as a way to kind of have one foot into the future and one foot comfortably in the past of what we did before. Uh, but these are not real feet. These are digital feet. So do you guys, like, glow in there? Oh, uh, when, when we're emotionally strung or... Or a little bit jazzed. We can start to glow, yeah. Now, I saw a music video. Is that is that what you guys actually look like, or is that just the representation that we see? Is this the video for Your Love? Mm. Yeah, that's us. That's us having a lot of fun. Jamming out in the <laughs> jamming out in the net. <laughs> so how come the other dudes are so quiet? Are they nervous computer programs? Well, no, they've got this virus. So yeah, they're... Out of action. Oh, so they normally are very talkative? Is that correct? Omar's a talky yeah, one. Corey, Ch- not so much. Yeah, yeah. Corey uh, likes to put his, his feelings in the lyrics. Ooh, I see. He's the key lyricist, really. Well, that's interesting how that works. So who's this inventor guy, man? Where'd he go? Is he dead? Oh, uh, we haven't talked to him for a long time. Um, he was kind of... Falling out. Kind of my digital... Yeah, well... He was good at the start, you know. He set it, set it us up going, set us running, but then kind of sold us out to the company man, to the record label. I and see. I suppose he redeemed himself in the end, but I don't know. We kind of have to make our own way now. How did? What do you mean he redeemed himself in the end? This guy sounds like a prick. Yeah, a little bit, but um, <laughs> no, he's the one. He's the one who eventually led us free, who plugged us in to get us out onto the internet. Otherwise, we'd have been shut down for good. Wait, is he still alive? I think so, but he's pretty old now. Mm. See, we don't age. We're digital, so we're always in a state of digital youth. He's probably 50 or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm still 19, so... See, there's perks in being digital then, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. While the rest of us have to just decay. But, mind you, what happens if someone puts a fucking magnet near you? Yeah, we've we've got, um... Backups. We try not to stay in the in the same place, but if we do need to back ourselves up, then we've lost even more time because we only back up every two weeks. Well, see, that's weird. Then, if you're backed up, doesn't that mean then that there's like two versions of you walking around? A little bit, but although the other one's not online, so um, now you bring it up, I'm kind of terrified of what that could mean if it did get online. Yeah, if he goes online, then all of a sudden you've got a whole fucking nemesis uh, Corey Valentine situation, and that can't be pleasant. We might need to get rid of yeah, those. <laughs> um, backups. 
So there you go. Now it's a problem, right? You I mean you've got to keep backed up. You've given us problems, Andy. Hey, man, that's what I do. If somebody walks into that room <laughs> and they they drop their giant magnet on that hard drive, you guys are screwed, right? So yeah, well. yeah. Well, let's see how that one plays out. <laughs> <laughs> we wait for that one. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't want to scare you guys, but I also want to uh, make sure that you're adequately protected and not uh, naive in the ways of uh, the corruption of man. You got to understand that uh, human beings, uh, they'll take advantage any chance they get. I mean, obviously, you have that experience with the uh, with the record company, and uh, any chance people get to drop a magnet on a hard drive, they'll do it. <laughs> the corruption of man or the corruption of data, what's worse? Well, that's a good question. I guess if you are data, you don't want to be corrupted, and all of a sudden you look down, you don't have a leg, or it's all, like, twisted or something. I'm not sure how that really plays out. Do you say data? You don't say data? Uh, it sort of depends on context. See, uh, in uh, North America, we say data. However, sometimes I'll say data if I'm speaking very quickly, but... I remember there was this old episode of Doctor Who. Oh, I've seen Doctor Who. Right, well, anyway, this was this one called Robot, okay? And it was the first episode with Tom Baker. And uh, there was a giant robot in it. And it said insufficient data at one moment. And I just remember thinking, boy, that sounds wrong. Like, when you hear the word insufficient data, like from a robot, if a robot says it, it just sounds more correct as insufficient data. Especially if it's a British robot. British robot would never yeah. say that. Yeah, so there was a it was an interesting uh, situation. But in the end, uh, the doctor ended up defeating him by pouring a special uh, liquid that uh, caused the robot to disintegrate. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was growing very big, you see, and he was carrying Sarah Jane away almost like King Kong and the army couldn't fight him. Because uh, this robot uh, was created with a special living metal. That's the first episode of the fourth Doctor, Doctor Who. I can keep going. I can just keep. I can just just keep going. Here Peter we can Davidson, go. Peter Davidson, Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, we did yeah, it all. yeah. You missed Colin Baker in there. I've been we did that uh, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right now in the middle of Trial of a Time Lord with my six-year-old, and he's asking me lots of questions, and I can't really explain them away because the story of that episode doesn't make any sense, and so I just tell him <laughs> to just ignore it. It's okay. He's gonna regenerate soon. But the bottom line is, it's Corey Valentine. We're going to listen to more music. How about that? Fantastic. This is uh, this might be my favorite track. It's between this one and Pieces, I think. But we're going to listen to Happen to Me by Corey Valentine.
And that was Happened to Me by Corey Valentine. And I'm here with Corey Valentine right now, Chet and Kelly, right? Hello. Hello. We're still here, Chet and Kelly. For some reason, I keep forgetting Kelly, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm being quiet. I apologize. You're doing double duty here because the other two <laughs> dudes got some viruses yeah. on the dark web, which I'm assuming is some sort of euphemism for some sort of digital, I'll just say prostitute. I don't know what they get up to. The point is that uh, you guys got to do double duty and talk yeah. extra in, in the absence of these other two guys. I'm not used to this, you see. Well, uh, talk to me about uh, making tracks, man. What's the protocol, as it were, when you sit down? You waiting for the lyrics first? Who puts down the initial thing? Who's playing what? What's going on? Yeah, so pretty much we start. Um, I'm, I'm on the synths, bringing the synths to the party. Between me and Omar on the drums and Kelly on the bass. Oh yeah, you got me on the bass. I come in, listen to what's going on. We get a groove others, going. Yeah. And then uh, Corey comes in and starts writing from his heart. As we said, he doesn't say much, but um, he starts kind of expressing himself via the vocal so a lot of the stuff's kind of about how he's felt being in the in the dark in the digital realm a little bit of romance maybe so is he the actual Corey aspect of this Corey valentine business he's the Corey. he's like the the bon jovi of the unit so who's the valentine oh he's also he's Corey valentine he's taking it all <laughs> he's he saw an opportunity saw an opening and he ran with it so then and, and he doesn't talk no no he's quiet well there was this little situation as we kind of alluded to our a moment in the 80s with the record label mm. where they um, took out some of the code so we weren't able to talk. They were trying to keep us under their thumb. Wait, 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 but who sings? Oh, no, he was able to sing. Oh, this, this story doesn't fucking add up. <laughs> Listen, man, you've been duped, all right? The guy who sold you out, he sold you a damn lie and you've got to find him and make amends. Uh, I think it'll really benefit the music. I hope so, I hope so. Maybe we'll look for him, but it was a different module. That was taken from talking and singing. And uh, we've all got that back now. We've managed to scrape bits of that code back. But Corey just doesn't feel comfortable talking. He's a he's a singer. That's where his heart is. But Kelly... Oh, yeah. I'm the sort of the vocalist with the with the words, really. Apart from that, yeah. Corey's, Corey's quiet. I never got to sing, so I'm going to talk as much as I can. I've got to <laughs> save my voice. Why, why? Are you guys going to sing today? <laughs> is there some singing happening? I think we're just kind of trying to keep it low we might be in the studio a bit later but um without Corey we don't know what the what the lyrics are going to be so what is the studio what's your studio set up it's a pretty neon wonderland we've got a lot of um kind of outboard that we're able to interface with our with our system so even though we're all up in the computer we've got a lot of kind of analog synths we've got the the ms20 we've got a few moogs we've got some drum machines so it's kind of a a mix up of the the analog and the digital. The drums, they're all, they're all in here. Anything that we have to bang or hit or pluck, that's inside the computer with us. Wait a second. So if you're playing these instruments like within the actual uh, system itself, my question is, are you communicating with these things? Are they also beings? If you're like uh, playing a VST plugin in a DAW, that stands for Digital Audio Workstation, does that mean that you are communicating with some sort of robot who's in there and he's just like I'm Arturia Minimoog and he's like a guy that you have to like tickle to get music out of or is he just a keyboard in the digital world too somewhere between the two Andy between the two we're closer we're more interfacing but it's not a tickle me Elmo kind of situation tell you what tell you what I did see Andy well you saw Elmo apparently I saw Elmo and I saw the Matrix have you seen this yes I have seen the Matrix you know that bit where they're surrounded by the green code flowing down no I missed that bit does that happen well, it's nothing like, it's nothing like that. 
Okay, it's not like that. But it feels like that. So you're not dodging bullets in there then? No, we're just we're just having a good time. Well, sounds like a good time. There's no agents. The bad people on the outside. They're the humans, I'm I'm sorry to say. Why then uh make music to entertain us if we are if we are so flawed? We're trying to communicate with you. We want you to see the world how we see it. Mm, which is not green code. No, it's it's definitely not pink neon for the most of it. Do you ever see like circuit board patterns like kind of floating around? Frequently there's sunsets, but with a lot of it cut out. Hmm. Kind of like a sliced up sunset and palm trees. Hey, when in the 80s, did you ever see that show Super Grand? I did not see the movie, the show Super Grand. Did you see that, Kelly? I don't recall. Super Grand? No. I'm trying to think of references of like British things that I saw as a kid. See, because I live in Canada and uh, we got a lot of British TV, although we got some of it late. So, for example, when I was a kid, I watched, like, Naughty and Toyland. Yeah, no, Naughty. Uh, but, yeah, we know Naughty. But Naughty was actually from, like, the 70s, and I was watching it in, like, the 80s. Um, that show went to... Sh- they, they made this shitty new one with, like, CGI. If you watch old Naughty, man, and you can't find it, I just found an old VHS tape and digitized it. That show was wicked, man. There's, like, uh, goblins and shit in one episode, like, Gobbo the Goblin. He tricked Naughty into driving into the dark woods, and Naughty didn't want to go, and he's like, I'm not driving you out there because the fucking goblins are going to fuck up my car. He drives out into the woods, and Gobbo fucking leaves him in the dark, and goblins come out and destroy Naughty's car and leave him crying in the woods. This is a kid's show. That's really sad. No, but, I mean, it was amazing because, like, kid's shows now are all, like, educational and shitty and boring to watch. Anyway, Naughty, he, he solved his problem. But he was right to be afraid of the dark woods, and he—I don't know what the lesson was really. But the point was that they made children's cartoons like kind of dark and weird, and and I, I dig that. What like, about the clangers? Right. Did you see that one on the moon with the soup dragon? The like the knitted pink things? Yeah, those like they look like mice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the clangers are the ones who go like doo doo doo, or like they make like weird beeping noises, right? bit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love all those old, because uh, I watched a lot of those British ones when I was a kid where it's one guy doing all the voices. Yeah. So it's always like, you know, like silence, just like, he looked over there, and then he looked over and saw a dog. Woof! Said the dog. You know, I mean, like, in like all the shows, just like, they have that same pattern. Have you heard of Bagpuss? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, the ones I watched the most of was Naughty, this weird, trippy cartoon called Flower Stories. Which no one fucking remembers, but it was one of those Thamesgate ones, you know, like when the yeah. show would be over and it would say Thamesgate. And I was a kid, so I thought it was Thamesgate. I didn't know what that was supposed to be. And then uh, Paddington Bear. I've just been re-watching some of those. He loves marmalade sandwiches. He definitely does. And there's one where he gets some hot cakes. Or no, someone said they're having a sale at the department store and they're selling like hot cakes. And then, and then Paddington was like... He really wanted to eat some of those hotcakes because he didn't understand the expression and thought that they were actually talking about hotcakes. Stop motion from the 1970s is pretty much where we found uh, a common ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that and Doctor Who. Hey, but speaking of fucking hotcakes, let's listen to another Corey Valentine song. That's called a segue, by the way, if you missed those I like uh, it. in the interim. Yeah, between the 80s it's and good. now. I don't know what it was, but it was smooth. Yeah, as long as you think so. <laughs> That's all that matters to me. Uh, This is a track called Your Love by Corey Valentine.
And that was Your Love by Corey Valentine. And I'm here with Corey Valentine right now, digital beings from another realm. Uh, what convinced you to come out uh, of the digital... Uh, I'm stupid. That was going to be a euphemism for coming out of the closet, but you guys aren't gay, you're just digital. So uh, talk Similar. about it. What? Well... <laughs> Is there a flag for you guys? Do they need to add an extra color on that on the one? Green. Is it already green? Do the colors stand for something? Hold on, I'm going to Wikipedia. Have a look. <laughs> I know you could be uh, interfacing right now. Listen to this. I got one of them chunky keyboards. Oh, that takes yeah. me back. Yeah, I got myself a mechanical keyboard because it uh, sounds so nice to type on. What is that thing called? I don't want to type in gay flag. That makes me sound like an asshole. I'm typing in gay flag. Okay. There we are. Pride. I just want to see if the colors represent something. It's refracted light. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you can't own the rainbow. What about Skittles? Do you guys have Skittles over there? Yeah, we got Skittles. Yes, we do. We've never eaten them, though. Well, they kind of hurt my stomach when I eat too many. Ah, uh, this page is too long. I'm not going to... See, that's the problem. When you're a real person, you actually have to read things. And uh, I'm not going to be able to do it in time. The bottom line is this, all right? You guys have a good time over there. How often do you you get together and jam? It's a daily thing, really. Yeah. I mean, we haven't got many people who know our life experience. We're limited with friends. We're in this together, hmm. so... Wait, so do you guys live together like the real Ghostbusters? Like, is there just, like, bunk beds for the four of you? Or do you actually live in separate little houses and, like, a little sort of digital city? A little bit like that. We kind of build up our, our little houses, our little worlds in the infinite plane online. You know, we've got a little clubhouse we like to come and hang out in. That's where we do most of our recordings. Wait, so who builds that shit? We build it. You know, we kind of imagine it. And it, it becomes reality. You can't do that? Well, I mean, uh, you know, there's a, another step. So first we have to believe, and then we have to hire a carpenter. Oh, no. Plumbing. Do you guys have plumbing in there? Mm, not really. No, that's, we just That stuff's sorted. It just happens. Yeah. Hmm. You should get in here. Like Jeff Bridges in Tron. <laughs> Sounds much easier on our end. Yeah. Don't think I haven't tried to... <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm waiting for some crazy Japanese guy to make the sex robot that makes interfacing with the computer possible. But in the meantime, USB ports are not the most comfortable things to uh, try and... Uh, I'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't involve too much vulgarity. But essentially, I'm talking about fucking a computer. But the point is that you guys make some good music that I've enjoyed. For many years, okay? Thank you so much. I'm happy you're here now. What do you guys do for fun in there? Huh? What's fun inside the, the web? Well, we've got everything. We've got the whole web. So, you know, a few uh, Flash games here and there. Just YouTube holes. YouTube holes? YouTube holes. <laughs> you know, you jump down a YouTube hole to see where it takes you. I guess I technically do that more metaphorically than literally. Are you telling me, like, on your end it's an actual hole? Pretty much. You strap up with a, with a bungee cable, jump down, and... Get someone to pull you out if if you get too deep. A bungee cable? Bungee cable. Hmm. Got to get out somehow, otherwise you're stuck in a YouTube hole for years. I guess that makes sense. Makes perfect sense, yeah. Wait a second. I'm reading here that they're saying the pink stripe on the gay flag is for sex. What? How does that work? Red is for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, blue for art, indigo for harmony. I'll tell you what, this flag's pretty gay. I'll tell you that. I, 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 it doesn't mean anything to... I thought it was... Uh, I thought they were going to have, like, unique special meanings. Like, each one was for something. Like, uh, orange is for dudes. Because that's, that's the one I like. I like the one that's for dudes. Because I love dudes. Things for that's dudes. That's my new thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
There needs to be more things for dudes, Andy. Yeah, yeah, there man, aren't there isn't enough. enough. I just like uh, posing awkward questions to you guys because uh, <laughs> obviously being digital, you know, some of these things are going to be coming at you from left field. We'd blush if we had blood. Do you have to get dressed or do the clothes just appear? No, it's just like the buildings. You, you think it and it happens. Although I tend to stick to a pretty normal uniform. I think all of us do. Yeah, there's very few people to impress in here, so we keep it standard. Is it literally just the four of you? It's just the four of us as the sentient beings, yeah. I would get really sick of everybody else if that were the case. Well, time's relative and... To us, it's kind of just seems like yesterday. It was 1988, and we we're still storming the well, not the charts, and not storming, but <laughs> we were doing the beaches something. of Normandy. Indeed, I know. We Sorry, crazy. whenever I hear people storming anything, I just think of Normandy. Listen, you guys. I don't know why I, I'm very accusatory with my listens. All right, I, you listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Speaking of listening, uh, we're gonna listen to another track. All right. This is, uh, this is Pieces by Corey Valentine.
And that was Corey Valentine with the track Pieces. Uh, and I'm here with Corey Valentine right now, or at least two members of this digital, what do you call it when there's four things? Quad- quartet. <laughs> God, I should have probably known that. Uh, yeah, it's this digital quartet, as it were. I'm here chatting with uh, Kelly and Chet. Chet. And Kelly. Hello, Andy. Tell me something fun, Kelly. What's going on? We're just hanging out and talking to you. We've given you all of our evening time. We watched you cooking, by the way. We love that. (laughs) Yeah, I learned a lot that day. I've been trying to learn new recipes so I can make more of those. What does a carbonara taste like? Probably not the way it was supposed to. It's because you spend more time lighting it than cooking it. (laughs) No, no, it's a very professional thing. There There was a crew of 12 people who were uh, adjusting all the lights for me. I just had to be the talent. Uh, I didn't even know the recipe. It's a very, very sophisticated production uh, over here. Actually, no, there was 50 people, and like 10 of them were makeup. They screwed up a bit because in between two of the shots, my hair changed pretty drastically, but uh, that's just because the one continuity lady wasn't doing her job. Well, they did a great job because you looked fantastic. Well, thanks, man, and the carbonara was okay. Yeah, well, we we wouldn't know. See, that's the thing. I mean, when you talk about everything being there... There's definitely a lot of things and a lot of experiences that you uh, can't have. So how does that work? Do you have to intellectualize them? Do you have to say, like, uh, here's what uh, an orgy would be like if, you know, I were so inclined? I mean, actually, to be fair, that's what your two bandmates were up to. I mean, that's not what they're talking about, but that's what the dark web's about. They're on a a fact-finding mission on that one. Pros pros and cons. I like the idea of uh, it being a fact-finding mission. <laughs> That's good. They can put on their little explorer hats, or they can sort of make them appear. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, keep tied up so we can pull them back at any point. It's it's such a, a, it's a maze of information in here, so you kind of need to tether yourself to something, otherwise you get lost and disoriented in a scary world. And when you say tethered, you mean literally with a bungee cord? Literally tethered. That When you tether a device inside it... It's just a bungee cord. That's how it looks like from the perspective of the computer or whatever it is. You're tethering. Can you wear a bungee cord like a clothes? Wrap it around you? Yeah, you wrap it around your waist. You give it a double knot and off you go. That sounds like fun. It's like bungee land. Exactly. Pretty much the internet is bungee land. Like we said, pros and cons. Pros and cons, swings and roundabouts. See, in in our world... Uh, people do bungee jump, but then there's always this uh, off chance that they might uh, die. Oh. Because they'll, like, just hit the ground and, like, snap their necks and stuff. So, in your world, I imagine that uh, it doesn't it doesn't come with that same risk. None of our concern, really. No, no. Yeah, we don't have those sort of threats. We, uh... Our concerns are the aforementioned magnets and uh, backups gaining sentience to turn on you. Yeah, you don't want that. Then you're going to get Corey Valentine clone band, and maybe they'll be called, like, they'll be reversed, so it'll be, like, the whole thing backwards. What would that be? Hold on. It doesn't even bear thinking about Andy. I have a condition where once I raise a concept, it's very hard for me to drop it until I've researched or given it the proper information. Do you want to scare us? If I type in Corey Valentine and then write it backwards... Look how slowly I type backwards because I'm a fucking idiot. I'll do some more clanger sounds. E-L-A-V, yeah, Valentine, and then Corey would be Y-E-R-O-C. So the evil Corey Valentine would be Enit Nelav Yurok. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Mr. Missy Platiplik or whatever the fuck he is from uh, from Superman. 
you have to, you have to get him to say his own name to fly away, and it's the it's whatever his name is backwards or something. Mix I forget. Plick-tick. He's a stupid character. What is his name again? Fucking mix 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 mixia mixia stiflix mixia. Yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah, you do got, it. You got it. Although when I sit there and say all this stuff backwards, then it just puts me in like fucking Twin Peaks fucking headspace, and then I get all weirded out. You guys are missing out, man. If you're in the fucking digital world and you can't absorb uh, the new Twin Peaks, it's it's not going to make a lot of sense to you, man. Well, we're trying to get it, but, you know, it's a little bit dodgy. If you start torrenting television shows that everyone starts talking about, you could be inviting anything into our world, and then no amount of bungee jump cables will, will help us film some of those scary files. I am looking forward to a Corey Valentine song that recounts in detail this whole Bungie universe that you guys are in. Yeah, it would be called um, Bungie My Heart. Look out for it on yep. our next EP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could work. I'm thinking like Bungie or you know, uh, love is like a bungee and you talk about the uh, twists and turns of a relationship. It's ups and downs. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could sort of dig a metaphor out of there. I mean, well, Corey. I'll have a word with Corey, but I think if anything, it's going to come out in a metaphorical sense. So. I think Corey's out and Andy's in with these with these metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right, I'll be part of this band. <laughs> Although in. I am a real guy. That's the only problem is I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not digital. Slight catch. Well, we can deal with that. Sure, you'll be a little bit slower, but that won't be a problem for us. Yeah. We're it, used to people. We've worked with people. Bring your bungee. I mean, it'll be it'll be good for me too anyways. I've, I've been trying to like cut down on carbs. It's carbohydrates. Uh, I say I've been trying. I just got the idea today to do it. See, I eat a lot of spaghetti and pretty much like four out of the meals uh, in a given week involve pasta of some kind. We wouldn't know what that tastes like, you know? Yeah, it tastes great, but the thing is, they're high in carbs, and uh, I think the only way to really reduce if you have, like, a bit of a belly, you know, people think, like, oh, you gotta do, like, fucking sit-ups and shit, or, or, yeah, sit-ups. And it's like, no, no, you can do all the sit-ups you want, you'll just have rock-hard abs underneath a, a gut, and the only way to get rid of it is through diet, proper diet. And so now I literally have to say goodbye to all the things that I love. Spaghetti, fettuccine, bread, fucking bread. Can you imagine? Everything I eat is bread. All sandwiches, man. I I don't want to do it. But you need I don't to fit into your it, suits. Yeah, and you know what? The other day I put on a suit, the one that I was married in because I was wearing it for something and uh it was fucking tight. Yeah, man, and I felt like an asshole. And I'm not even I'm not even like a big fat guy. I must have got a really tight suit. They look great when you can fit into them. I'll tell you that. Well, if a guy stops you on the street and go, that suit's tight, and you're not sure if that's a compliment or an insult. I guess it's fine because he's talking about the suit. So either way, if the guy walked up and said, hey, you fat piece of shit, then I'd be like, all right, okay, you, you know, that's probably not a very mm. nice thing to say to me. But, you know, if someone says like, hey, that's tight, I'd be like, yeah, it, it certainly is. Do a lot of people say that to you in the, in the streets? Mostly, mostly when they're looking at my sweet, sweet ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like talking to you guys. It's funny. Tell you what, we're going to listen to some more Corey Valentine. How about that? Yeah, sounds great. Here's a track. It's called The Answer by Corey Valentine.
that was The Answer by Corey Valentine. And I'm here with Corey Valentine right now. Hi. Hello. That was a good song. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun one. You like it? So, it's fun. what's the plan, man? You guys got more shit in the works? I mean, it took you like 10 years to release like the four tracks you did. So, uh, what's is, is is has production ramped up now that you guys outed yourselves? Yeah, we're hoping to get a lot more, more out soon. Actually, there's one project which... We, we did back in the day, again, about 30 years back, which was a movie which we filmed but was never released. And I, th- I thought most of the footage had been destroyed, but we're looking if we can get some of the, some of the scenes or maybe a trailer from that. And there was a, a soundtrack album for that as well. So maybe by the end of, of this year, we'll have that out to show people. To show a little bit of what our life was like then and some of the songs we did there. Wait, with you guys as like 3D characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Playing concerts, projected onto stages, and then what our life was. It, it's a fictional account, obviously, but what our life was like a little bit uh, in, in the computers. It's fun. So you had to be projected. Yeah, yeah. For our, for our concerts, we had kind of like holographic projections. But we haven't got that technology anymore. I don't know. What was the what was that fucking thing they used to like bring Tupac back to the stage? Tupac Shakur. Who's that? He's another one of those dudes that's dead. Oh, you know so many of these dead people, Andy. Yeah, I certainly do. I see a lot of dead people. Uh, whatever. That'd be a reference to the movie The Sixth Sense. Did you see that? That went right over my head. Yeah, yeah The Sixth Sense was uh, a film by uh, this new director, M. Night Shyamalan. And everyone said, oh, we got real high hopes for this guy. I bet all his films are fantastic and not disappointing. He's not really doing that great of stuff now. Although I think people thought the last one was okay. I'm, look- I'm looking that up. After Earth, that looks pretty good. Is that, is that one of his? <laughs> I'll give that one a look. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to start anywhere, if you I mean, if you want to go back and really watch some classic cinema to really get caught up quickly, because obviously there's certain films that uh, uh, capture the zeitgeist of the particular time in which they were made, and if you absorb those, it's going to be uh, a shortcut to mm. understanding yeah. the state of the world at that time. So I suggest you watch Samurai Cop and The Room... And um, your Hunter from the Future. That's Y O R colon Hunter from the Future. Mm-hmm. And I think you watch those three films, and you will. You're gonna get it. You're gonna know exactly what uh, what you need to know. Maybe also Howard the Duck. Well, I know the comic book Howard the Duck. They did a film. Yeah, they certainly did. And it's if it didn't win all the Academy Awards, it certainly won twelve. That sounds amazing. Who directed it? Who did direct Howard the Duck? Should I know that? Well, we who, don't know. Who produced it? Alright, hold on. Internet Movie Database.com. Ooh, on the uh, IMDb uh, page right now, we've got some trivia about Game of Thrones. Game of what? Game of Thrones. That's a television show that uh, is alright. It's alright. Here we go. Oh. Yeah, it's a. Oh. Good old director Willard Yuck. Uh, Hyuk. Yeah, he's, he's huge. He must be a big hit by now. Hold on, let me click on his name. I wonder if he's gone the way of fucking Michael Jackson and Tupac. By that I mean dead. September 1945, Los Angeles, California. Let's see what else he directed. Director, four credits. 1973, Messiah of Evil. 1979, French Postcards. 1984, Best Defense. And 1986, 
Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck was the last thing he fucking directed. It just goes to show you the old adage. If you make a big old piece of shit, you're gone. Hollywood will forget you. So, that's a lesson to you guys. But that's what happened to us, we think. What happened? Did you direct Howard the Duck? No, but we made a movie and it was never released. Well, okay, but that's the thing. You have to worry now when you release your film that if it's a big clunker, you might you, you might go the way of William Hugh and you'll never work again. Actually, now I think of it, he might have been the one who directed it. Hey, listen, he doesn't even have it listed on his IMDb, so that goes to show you something. Are you if this guy's to scare not... us, Andy? Hey, if this guy doesn't even want to mention, like, if he mentions Howard the Duck on his IMDb, and he doesn't want to mention your film, you know, I suggest you phone this dude up, and you fucking get that sorted. You have a lot of humans that you've got to sort some shit with, I've noticed. Mm. Yeah, no one's ever really done us right. <laughs> mm. That's too bad. Well, hopefully things go right now. I mean, you've made some great tracks. We hope so. No, we're feeling we're feeling good now. We found we found the synthwave community. We're we're fitting in. Well, hopefully you'll get some new friends from listening to this because they'll be like, "Hey, those guys listen, make some cool music. I should check it out and support their Facebook, Twitter, etc." Do it. Do it now, please. <laughs> well, we will do it, man. It's going to happen. But first, we're going to listen. Uh, we're going to listen to another track. And then maybe we can uh, we can fucking wind this down. But this is a fun track. This is Tonight by Corey Valentine.
That was Tonight by Corey Valentine. I'm here with two of the digital beings uh, from the Corey Valentine Project, this wonderful quartet inside the Matrix itself. Uh, of course, Chet and Kelly. Back again. Hello. So uh, we could probably wind this down. Is there anything we didn't uh, talk about that you uh, wanted to talk about? No, not really. I think we, we got most bases covered. We just wanted to hang out. Have a chat with you? Well, we had a gay old time today, I'll tell you that. I should be waving Which that flag that in be? here. Yeah, that's a very good question. Well, it's many colors. And they don't, uh... I'll, I'll just have to make my own flag, damn it. And it'll be all black. Oh, is that a thing? I just missed, I said that as a joke, but now I'm worried that the all black flag means something horrible. Hold on. <laughs> well, anytime you make a joke now, and then you fucking find out two seconds later, it's just like, Oh, well, the black flag, uh, that represents blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, I'm on some message board talking about how much I love apartheid or something. And Last time I can't checked, have that. the black flag was a pirate thing. Yeah, hopefully that's what it is. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. I love that. Yeah, everyone thinks pirates are cool, even though they're essentially like these horrible people <laughs> just murdered across the seas. But, uh, you know, it's cute because their flag had a skull on it. It was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> but yeah, man, so what's coming up next for fucking Corey Valentine? Yeah, well, we're gonna, um, we've got a couple couple more tracks that are going to be coming out in the, in the next few weeks, months. <laughs> Carry on writing for you guys as well. Always on the creative bandwagon, always... Wanting to create some new stuff for you guys. Haven't got really an EP plan or a release. Just want to get songs out as, as we write them and as they're ready. And then what? When you have enough, are you going to like sort of repackage them in some sort of uh, album? Yeah, we'll pose for a cool photo, come up with a title, stick on the cover and ask people to pay for it on iTunes. Is that how it works? Yeah, it's kind of how it works. Yeah. Although I would probably, I would recommend Bandcamp if you want to see a bit more of those profits. iTunes uh, tends to take a lot of the money. Ah, well, it's all for free. Free for now. At least. Yes. I guess that's a good point, right? What's more important to you guys? Like actual money or like Bitcoin? We're into the Bitcoin, yeah, but... Yeah, we do trade in Bitcoin. When you can pretty much make anything you need, and you've got... You don't need to eat, you don't need to sleep, you don't age, you have pretty much perfect health apart from the aforementioned viruses you can pick up in the wrong parts of the internet, um, we don't really need to make... Mm that much so it's not our not our primary concern what is blockchain do you know what blockchain is we don't even know what blockchain is i keep seeing all these articles about blockchain i thought i'd ask you guys since you're digital now that sounds kind of boring so we've we've ignored that well listen it sounds like blockchain might be the future i am imagining it's some sort of chain but uh, that's because i'm not a very imaginative guy yeah chain with like a cinder block on the end okay now that makes sense yeah that's what it is it's a uh... It's like a bungee, but it doesn't come back. Conversely, it could be a block on the end of a chain so that you can bungee without the use or support of, like, somebody else ah. holding the end of the bungee, right? If you have, like, a cinder block tied to your okay. bungee. Well, if this is a thing, we don't need each other anymore. We might disband and just use blockchains. Well, that's the thing, man. You don't want to do that either because it seems like it would be a very lonely place, especially if there's only the four of you. You don't want to go into the infinite regresses of... Of the Matrix, or else uh, you might not find anybody else like you. Yeah, that's why we're trying to make sure we know enough people out in, in meat space out there that we can kind of start in, you know, getting into the world, augmenting the reality. Meat space? Meat space. That's what I call your fleshy world. Meat space? Meat space. <laughs> hmm. 
I feel like that's going to be some sort of nightmare fuel because uh, when I imagine meat space, I picture a horrifying place. Just weird looking walls that are all like, look like ground beef. Ooh, I wouldn't like that. You've scared us enough, Andy. Our turn. Ooh, I don't like this image, man. It's uh, making me uncomfortable. <laughs> but look, the bottom line is this. I still can't find out what the fuck the Black Flag is for. It was a band. Yeah. There's a band called Black Flag. Are you a member of Black Flag? The band? The punk band? No, no, no but uh, Henry Rollins was, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was Black Flag. That's Henry Rollins, right? Yeah. Black Flag. Wikipedia. Black Flag is an American punk rock band formed in 1976. And you know what else Henry Rollins went on to do? He went on to uh, act in the movie Heat, and he got tackled by uh, Al Pacino's stunt double who looked nothing like Al Pacino. And if you watch it in slow motion, you can clearly tell it's just some other guy. Like all good films. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, you ever watched uh, Face Off? With uh, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Nope, adding it to the list right now. Yeah, there's a great scene at the end where they're, like, fighting on a boat, and then when the boat, like, hits the harbor and flies in the air, there's just these two dudes that are clearly just stuntmen. They look nothing like John Travolta or Nicolas Cage, and the shot is in slow motion. And I remember even watching it on VHS going... Well, these are clearly stuntmen. I mean, clearly. And then when you watch it on Blu-ray, it's so crisp and clear and obvious that these are just two different gentlemen who either snuck on the boat in these guys' place just so they could flip through the air. Uh, it's still a it's still a lot of fun as a movie, though. The bottom line is, you sometimes you got to just go with the flow. Well, we might have to add it to the watch list. Yeah, we'll have to add you to the watch list. <laughs> we'll watch your list. I got a list for you right here. I'm, I'm listing, but are you watching? I, well, I'd like to try. Andy, we were having such a nice time. Why are we getting all, all confrontational? <laughs> <laughs> it was all right, man. Yes, well, listen, uh, you lovely people. We'll fucking, we'll wrap it up. So you guys have a lovely day. Do you have any parting words? Stay true to yourself. Believe, and the web will take care of you. How about that? Um, I don't, no, I don't believe no. that one. Oh, it's a safe Kelly, space. what you got? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. You've put me on the spot here, Andy. Something inspiring, please, and do it quickly. Ooh. I want to have tears in my eyes at the end of this. Carry on being neon. Carry on being neon. Well, I think that's a sentiment that uh, all of my listeners can agree with, and uh, I hope that you guys have a lovely whatever time it is on the internet. What time is it? Timeless. It's kind of, you know... What is time, Andy? What is time? You ask us these concepts we have no understanding of. Time is... It's very complicated. It's a weird world out here. I suggest you stay where you are. We'll we'll shut the blinds. All right, guys. Well, listen, it was lovely talking to you and fucking weird, and that's it. So you have a lovely day. Thank you. And uh, enjoy yourselves. You too. Thanks, Andy. Bye-bye. And that was Corey Valentine. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, Just a reminder, next week, there will not be a Beyond Synth, but there will be a real Beyond Synth on YouTube. So if you come Thursday going like, where's the show? I'll be like pointing you to the YouTube page and say, go watch that, you son of a bitch. Anyways, thanks a lot for listening to Beyond Synth. Uh, Tune in, well, next time. And there will be more. And uh, remember, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Andy Last on Twitter. You can check the SoundCloud out. That's be blah, 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 soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth. Uh, give the Facebook page a like, facebook.com slash beyond dot synth dot podcast. 
And if you want your music on the show, email beyondsynth at gmail.com and send it to me. What else? And there's the YouTube page. Is there anything else I'm missing? If you want to donate to the Patreon, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. The point is, it's pretty much usually just the website slash beyondsynth. Well, actually, it's... (sighs) Anyways, have a good weekend, everyone. (laughs) And I hope you guys uh, enjoy the show next week. And that's all I got to say. So tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. And you are so-